Welcome to Eric's Man Cave. And we're live on the Man Cave. Welcome to Rick Merchant in the house. Thank you. Thank, nice Rick, being here. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming over to the house. I've got tons of questions for you. Okay. Um, a disclaimer, I've known you since high school. Right. And then we got, re- well, we, we, we knew of each time. other. We, yeah, we grew up in Pekin together, but we got reacquainted a couple years ago. And I have found out recently that you're a beer maker. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I've actually had the opportunity to taste some of your beer. Right. And Which is the only... I don't even know how, what category that falls in. Like homebrew, is that what you call it? Homebrew, craft. Craft, yeah. homebrew. Home it's the only homebrew beer I've ever had. So I have nothing to compare it to, but I thought it was really good. Yeah, it's good. So in preparation for our conversation for potential beer makers today, um, I I got to admit I did a little bit of homework because I'm not very well versed in all of this. There are basically six types of beer, pale ale, which is most of your craft beers. Then you have IPA, which I guess is really a very popular beer in America today. Stands for India Pale Ale. Um, and the alcohol content on those is generally a little bit higher, from right. what I understand. And they're hoppy. The pale, the IPA is, is a hoppy. Meaning beer. the flavor is more hop-oriented. Right. Okay. And then you have stout beers like Guinness. Right. Um, incidentally, he was a Christian guy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, then you have wheat beers, lager. Right. Which is uh, Budweiser Miller right. type of stuff. And then Pilsner. So that's the deal there. But I, I want to uh, talk about your beer and how you got into it. And then we'll talk a little bit about how somebody, if they're interested in doing it, how do you do a little homebrew? You know what I'm saying? So tell me tell me how you got started. Uh, I was seeing a lot of people doing it. And I just, it was interesting. And I always, so went into, uh, I don't know if you remember Grape and Grain over on, uh, off North Grain by the Noonans. No. Went over there and checked it out. And Grape and Grain by Noonans on North Grain. No. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of behind Sam's Two Pizza. Okay. So they, they, they're a craft place? They were. They're out of business okay. now. But. So you just one day said, I think I'd like to try to do that. Did yeah. you, you must have known somebody that did it. So Yeah. I knew a couple people and tried a couple. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I know this would be interesting to do. So did you know what you were getting into when you got started? No. No. <laughs> it's trial by error. Okay. <laughs> so you say, I'm gonna, it's not like, you know, I'll, uh, I watched the, uh, what do you call it, Moonshiners on TV. I don't know if you ever watched that show. No. You don't watch that show? What is it? Called Moonshiners. Oh, guys, yeah, I watched it a couple balloons. times. Right, A bunch right, of hillbillies right. making moonshine. I'm like, I think to myself, that does not look that hard, but I think the the craft of it right. takes a while to learn. Right. Yeah. All right, so you decided, hey, I want to learn this, so you went to a place where they had, where they where they made it? They sell the supplies. They sell the supplies, mm-hmm. so you got to get the supplies. Right. I got a kit for uh birthday. How much is a kit? Like a starter kit? Starter kit, um, you're... 100, 100, anywhere from 100 to 200 bucks. Okay, that includes the hardware? It gets you two buckets, fermenting buckets, yeah. all your tools, your brushes. and. So it gets you the hardware, but it doesn't get you the like the grains and the yeast and that kind no. of stuff? No, that's separate. That's separate. Uh, there's a joy in making anything, whether it's woodworking on down, but right. when you get to drink your own beer, that's got to be kind of fun. Yeah, it is kind of cool. <laughs> like, come over to my house. When I made some beer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right, so so you decided I'm going to make this beer. Right. And um, from what I understand, it's quite a lengthy process. Well, I do the extract kits, which everything's pre-measured. Okay. And if you do the all grain, that's very time-consuming. So what you just said, 
leads me to believe there's the equivalent of making a cake by a box of Betty Crocker where right. you pour the mix in, kind of stir it up. Right. You add your own butter, you add your own milk, but you're not baking a cake what we would what our moms would say from scratch. Right. So you're saying it's from scratch, that's a major deal. Yes, and it's a lot more expensive to get into. Really? Yeah. Okay. So just buying the prefab, I want a box of hops, I want a box of yeast and that kind of stuff. There's stores locally right. everywhere yeah, online. Stores Springfield now that yeah. that does that. All right. So in a in a batch, I don't know what that you call it a batch? batch in a yeah. batch. Uh, how much do you make in a batch typically at um, your house? Five gallons. Five I keg. Gallon. You have a choice. You can bottle or you can keg. And you bottle. And I, I keg. Oh, you keg? Yeah. I, it's, it's, you have your own kegs? Yeah. I have two kegs, <laughs> two, <laughs> two CO2 tanks. two fr- Yeah. My son right. brought his mini wow. fridge home and left it sitting, so I drilled a hole in it and put a tapper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Um, Five gallons. How many bottles of beer is that? Do you know? It's a lot. Right? It's a Five lot. Gallons. Yeah, Twelve ounces a in a. I don't. I can't do the math. It's, it's a lot of beer. It's a lot of beer. And let's. I'm not talking um, Cadillac Mercedes. I'm just talking Ford. Right down the middle of the of the price point. What's it going to cost me to make five gallons of beer? Um, there's a kit that you can get. It's just called Simply Beer. Yeah. It's, that one's about twenty bucks. Twenty dollars for five gallons. Right. And then there's the one like. I've got right now that's still uh, lagering. I've got an Oktoberfest that'll be ready in a couple weeks. So you're a little late. And uh, yeah, but I, that's my favorite beer. So is I don't it? care. <laughs> you drink October in April. Yeah. So that one is probably around forty or fifty bucks for that. It all depends on wow. Like a, a stout is like fifty, probably around fifty bucks for the kit. For the kit, mm-hmm. and you're making, but you said you can make five gallons for twenty. You make five gallons. Yeah, you twenty yeah, bucks for twenty bucks. That's that's cheap. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was much more expensive than that. Wow. It, it depends on what, what you're doing. Yeah, you know. I guess. I guess. Okay. So, so a guy wants to do this, mm-hmm. um, and he just wants to make like regular old beer beer. He wants to make a Budweiser mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, take me through the process. What's wh- you get the kit? You open the kit, the kit. And, and you're gonna. Okay, so you first you have to steep your grains. Steeping meaning like a ba- a tea bag where you steep tea, like right? It's in a nylon bag you put your, your grains in a nylon bag uh-huh. and then you you put it in your water so you're going to extract you let your water get over 175 degrees you don't want it to boil you're just steeping it for right. 20 minutes so like tea yeah it's like a big tea bag yeah. you put your 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 uh uh not hops you put your grains your grain whatever grain i guess you can use any kind of grain basically right. whatever but, yeah whatever grains for that okay so you put this grain in a uh, pantyhose Basically, Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it in hot water, and then you extract what's ever in there right. in some non-boiling yet hot water. Right. All right. So then you obviously remove the right. tea you bag, take your grains out, whatever, and now and you have you, this water that is then it's flavored with the grain. Right. All right. What do we do next? And then we, um, you put in your malt. You bring it to a boil. Okay. Now we're going to boil it. Right. And then you take it off the heat, okay. and you put your malt in, stir it in. And malt. whatever. Talk to me about malt. Sometimes there's a liquid malt and sometimes there's a powdered malt. It depends on your kit. Okay. Sometimes what? there's both. Okay. So well, malt gives you your flavoring. Okay. So the first step is where we steep our grains and stuff. That's kind of the equivalent of mash, mashing in, like they talk about on the 
the white lightning show that right. I watch yes. on television. Yeah, so you of. have your mash, and now you're going to flavor it with malt. Right. And this is either liquid or dry. It comes in a package, and you pour this in. You boil that. Right. All right. So now you've – that's step two. You've boiled right. this so stuff. you're boiling. You bring it to a boil. So this is a five-gallon – well, if you're making five gallons, you've got to have like a seven-gallon yeah. thing for your yeah. stove. So it covers two you've burners. You've got to have a big brew pot so it doesn't boil over. Oh, you only brew – you're only going to do like three gallons of water to get it. What? You only start with three gallons of water. To get five gallons of beer? You're going to add water at the end. Ah. So you, you, you start with three gallons. It says a gallon and a half, but it says if you can put more, then do more. Ah. So I always do three gallons of water. Here I figured this five-gallon pot is filled. And then, and then um, once everything's brewing, you know, it's boiling, then eventually you'll add your hops. And then, you know what? A hop is the flower from a hop plant. Right. Right. Uh, and then that adds flavor. So let's just, so you steep it, you get your stuff, you get your you liquid, malts. then you add in your malt, bring it up to temperature. Right. Then you, there's sometimes there's two different varieties of hops that go in, depending on your beer. Uh-huh. So you put your malt, your hops in, and then I always put in, there's a thing called Irish moss that helps clarify your beer so it's not so cloudy. And that goes Is in that like a the last deal? 15 Is minutes. that a deal? Like a very cloudy beer? Isn't that like a wheat beer? What's that? Like, like I see a wheat beer, like uh, it looks kind of cloudy. You know what I'm talking about? Like Blue Moon or whatever. I don't know if it's homebrew or not, but it's just cloudy. So you put, so you put something in it. This stuff is called Irish Moss. You All buy right. it. And right. you, you just put like a teaspoon in All right. You put that in there. Then you, so then you, you boil. It takes 60 minutes to boil. Just an hour. So how long are we into this process right now? A couple hours? It takes about two, two and a half, depending. All right, then so once your beer is brewed, and you're, you're, then you have to cool it. All right. So how I do you have cool a big it? five, a big gallon, big big tub and i set my i, like I a cooler it. no it's well it's a big round tub All right. uh so i put ice on the bottom then i set my brew pot in there and i put the lid on and i put ice all around it and it's got to cool down to 80 degrees so now i have a vision in my head of what uh, making homemade ice cream looks like kind of yes so you're going to take this this thing off the stove set it in what i'm going to call a cooler or right. like a you know a big I mean, you can put an it ice in chest your or whatever. bathtub if you want all right and just cover know. surround it with beer or with well, ice, ice wrap cool you need to, and the idea is you cool it fast yes or you can get a you can get a work cooler oh yeah but it hooks to your sink and then you set it in there and it circulates all right back to the the moonshine boys on television they use a worm you ever seen that it's like a coil a right that's what it's called a chiller a work chiller, chiller okay called. so you could you could use one of those you could as use well. one of those yeah they're a little right. pricey <laughs> so yeah we're talking homebrew not talking high yeah. end stuff right so we've got it off the stove now we're cooling it in our bathtub or wherever with packing ice around it how long does that process take to cool it down it depends on you know you go stir every few minutes okay and then once it gets down to 80 degrees oh not long then because no you just want it down to 80 degrees right. and then you take it out and you put it in your I use a carboy for your fermenting vessel. I don't you can know use what a bucket. that is. Say that again. Carboy. A car. It's just a round. Remember, it looks like a, a milk jug, but it's big. Like a water jug. Like your water, if you get home water delivered to home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like a five-gallon. Five gallon, uh, it looks like a big beer bottle kind of almost. Right. Okay. Right. So right. Uh, you, you put it in there. Yes, you put it in there, and then you top it up to five gallons. Wait a second. Cold I'm water. having the vision of you with a five-gallon steel pot or aluminum right. pot full of liquid right. trying to pour that into no there. no i have a well you can get a siphon to siphon in or my brew right. pot's got a spigot on it oh sure so so all right drain it into the laser and i thought it was. into the carboy all right then you top it up to five gallons with cold water so you've only been working with three gallons at this right. point now you're just gonna top it up you're gonna to have five. probably about two and a half all or right. two 
by the time it boils. So I put it in a five-gallon container. Whatever's left, I fill the void with water. Right. So I have now this. Now you have five uh, gallons. Five gallons of, let's, re, let's review. We got the steeped stuff. Then we heat, put the hops in. We heat it up. Right. Then we cool it down in the bathtub or wherever. And now we're going to put it in this carboy. Carboy. That's a brand new word for or, or a bucket. Or a Some bucket. people use Whatever. a bucket. Right. But I'm, I'm thinking sanitation at this point is pretty Well, pretty everything's got to be sanitized before you even start. Okay, so I have you know I have sanitizer you put in your in your brew pot and in your carboy or your bucket or whatever and you let it soak soak and dissolve and then you sanitize all your stuff and then you so we're talking out. about things fermenting we want good things fermenting not right. bad things right fermenting. not yes yeah you don't want floaters <laughs> floaters they're called <laughs> okay while that beer was thick and yeah. you pick it out of your teeth <laughs> all right all right so now we cooled it down we put it into the carboy and now what we got the water in we store it five gallons and you put your um, your um, yeast in. On top, liquid powder. Right. How much? So you, when you when you put all your water and everything, you stir it up real good. Right. And then you pour you, you get a little packet. Right. Little packet, and you put your yeast on it. It's not like baker's yeast. It's a special. Kind it's a of special yeast. brewing all yeast. Right. Brewing yeast. And then you put your cap on. You put the airlock on it okay. with water in it, and it bubbles. Once it starts fermenting, it'll bubble. So I have this container. I put the yeast in. Now what's going to happen is this is going to start to bubble, right. and the gas is going to expand. Right. I don't want the gas to stay in there. No, you want the gas to come out and. The but beer I, stay in. Right. But I don't want air to get back in. Right. So that's what this lock right. on top So I is. always take mine and I wrap it in a towel and I take it to the basement because it wants to be a cool, dry place, like 60 degrees. So it's going to ferment in a cool, dry place. Right. Dark? Dark. I cover it. Yeah. You don't want any light getting to it. Because you want the yeast to be as active as possible. Right. Okay. And how long does it stay in your basement? Um, it'll stop, usually stop bubbling after a couple of days, but I leave it for, you can leave it for a week or two weeks. And then they call it, they do a secondary, which is you just transfer it into another carboy and let it, let it ferment for another week. Why would you transfer it? Because well, you're getting rid of the sediment that's in the bottom. Because oh. once it ferments, all oh. that stuff settles to the bottom. And you don't want left over, yeah. any kind of sediment right. from the yeast. Because, you know, people are making dog biscuits out of that. Get out of town. So I have not tried that. But anyway, so you put it in your secondary for another week. But it's, out, it, it's laden with alcohol, isn't it, at that point? Or no? I don't know. Maybe the dogs are really enjoying their biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, after you get your third week, then like what I do is I siphon it into my keg and I force carbonate it at like 40, 40 pounds, 50 pounds for three days. And then I release some of the air and turn my CO2 tank down to about five pounds and I'm ready. That That sounds a little daunting the whole co thing it's not you would think it is but if i was going to just put it in bottles i don't have to do that do i no but then you have to get uh um bottling you have to get a sugar okay oh wait a second so now there's two paths to take once it comes out of its fermenting process i have to determine a am i going to keg it or b am i going to bottle right if you bottle if i bottle i gotta put a sugar you have to put there's a, a bottling sugar okay and you mix it with water and it goes in your beer and right then before you, i bottle it right and, and what, then you what does that cause it's it causes it to ferment it causes ah. the same thing is it carbonates it the same thing way as you're forced carbonating with the co2 i see so then you cap and then you're waiting four weeks after you cap it oh because to drink you, your beer 
because you have to wait for the sugar to cause the carbonate. You have to wait for it to, oh. yeah. So see, we're you, you you shorten the price. right if you can. Uh, if you can in three the, and a half weeks, you can have a beer. I if do. you bottle, you're looking at eight weeks. I see. I so, like the three and a half weeks. So <laughs> I do too. I do too. No, now I understand. All right, so help me through this process. I'm ready to carbonate. That sounds like I've got to get a CO CO two cylinder, tank. but we're not talking the little things we put in a BB gun. No, from, we're talking mine's like a five pound. Okay, where do you get them? They're small. Um, the, you can the, get them at the, at the. You can order them online, or you can get them at the supply store. How much here. are they? You know, it's been so long; I don't even remember. But they're not that. They're not too bad. How does it take a full five gallons of CO to no. carbonate a keg? Oh no, no, it doesn't take. You'll be you'll use that over and over and over. So the keg you've got times. is what we would used to call a pony, right? Okay. If I recall my 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 high school vernacular correctly, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. And then, and, oh, say, so you put the beer in the top of the hole of the, of the keg. Right. You fill your keg. keg and you cap. Put your top on. And you put the cap on. And, and then, then force carbonate. There is a hole for you to inject. Those are top and you're on the keg. Okay. And you, it just comes off. All right. And then you, when you're done, you put your cap on. You seal it. Make right. sure it's not leaking. Right. You'll know when you start carbonate because it'll start blowing bubbles okay. and stuff. So, and you're, then, so it's all sealed up. And then there's, a, there's some sort of valve that you're going to. Right. You psh, Put yeah, the, it's a ball and lock thing that I use. You turn it and twist it. Nice. And then you force carbonate. And again, you're not, if you, you're, you, so I'm, I'm not familiar with the carbonating process, you know. Um, so it's air. Right. It's not a liquid. No. It's, it's, it's what causes the bubbles. Right. Yeah. All yeah. Because right. you want your beer to have foam. Sure. Okay. All right. So that's not a big deal. You right. And is there a certain amount of pressure that. I usually go about 40 pounds of pressure for three days. Oh, it just has to sit there after you do that. Right. Because it has to work itself into the beer. Right. And then after that, then I take the CO2 tank off and I release the air. And Because if you don't, you're just going to get nothing but foam. Oh. And then I set my pressure down to about five pounds and put my CO2 tank on and hook my tapper up. And then I'm pouring a pitcher of beer. In three days after the carbonation process versus if it was in a bottle. Right. Because that sugar has to... It could be a month before you right. could drink that. Wow. Now, the beer that you gave me in that bottle did have a little, a little bit, bit of sediment. Is that typical yeah. with everything? Yeah, that's why, you know, you don't, if you're drinking out of a bottle, you don't want to drink out of the bottle. You want to pour it into a glass. Right. I did that. I did that. Okay. And that's just the yeast and right. all the other things this, right. that, that, that just yeah. the sediment settled settles. out of the bottom. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. So, start to finish, I uh, I decide I want to go do this. I can go to the store. I buy. I buy all the stuff. One hundred and fifty bucks. Right. I'm, I'm in it to yeah. win it. All right. That doesn't include the the carbonation tank, though, does it? No. How much is that? You can get a keg. You can get a used keg for around fifty bucks. Okay. Or new one's going to be about a hundred. Okay. And then your CO ten. I'm not sure what CO ten tank. But still, on. that's got to be better than bottles. I mean, bottles. I like it better. For, I mean, it's, forever. It's, I mean, it's, it's you're not as much cleanup. You know, because you got to clean your bottles or sanitize the them. And, oh, yeah. yeah that I mean, it's sounds... easy to sanitize a little five-gallon uh-huh, keg. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm digging it's that. It's not as time-consuming, and I don't I don't have a lot of time. Right. No, I, <laughs> no, I, no, I, I got you. I got you. All right. So what's your favorite beer? The Oktoberfest is my favorite. Right. I like some porters. Porters are a little stronger. The Oktoberfest, what makes it an Oktoberfest? Is it The lagering process. The lagering process. Yeah, like eight weeks of lagering. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you have to be patient. Beer's been around forever. Yeah. I I uh I know that there's some ancient uh uh 
receipts for workers that go back all the way into Egypt thousands of years ago where they would pay their workers in. You know, in, in beer, and I just, uh, Martin Luther, the father of the Reformation, since I'm a pastor, that's interesting to me, his wife, who used to be a nun, you know, he used to be a priest, she used to be a nun, and they got married and the Reformation began. She was a master beer maker. Really? Yeah, he kept, she kept Martin in beer. Wow, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. There's some letters of him writing his wife, uh, telling her to make, listen, 14 tons of beer for a particular party that they were going to throw. I don't even know how much beer that would be. Yeah, I, that's a lot. But 14 tons is a lot yeah. of beer. Yeah. Wow. All right. See, there's also, there's a group here in Springfield, too, that you can, I'm a member. I'm not a paying member. So if you have any questions, you just go on their website. What, what is that? Do you know what that is? It's called Prairie Schooners. PrairieSchooners.org mm-hmm. or .com or don't know. We'll find it. Prairie Schooners, you'll find it. We'll put it in the... We'll They're put on it, Facebook. We'll put it in the show notes here for somebody um, that's interested. You know, they have monthly meetings. I went to one over here at Fire Nail before. Huh? Huh? That was the last one I went to. Yeah? <laughs> well, I made a mistake. One of the guys there was a hop farmer. Oh, and we were just I said, I don't like hoppy beer. And, he, <laughs> and I got the dirtiest look. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I just don't like the hoppy beer. But but at the end of the day, every beer it's got hops does in have it, hops in it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's all what your taste is. You know, I like a little caramely malty. Prior to the Reformation, um, hops were not a primary uh, agent in beer. There was other things, other plants that the Pope and Rome had locked down so no one else could make it. Really? So when the Reformation came about, and in Germany, hops is a, is very prevalent, they decided, okay, we're just going to start using hops in, in our right. beer. And that's, that's kind of the story there, which is really interesting, I thought. Hmm. So uh, most beers, all beers have hops today, right. yeah. and, and that's a, a major flavor. You see people put like lime in their Corona. You see them play. There's so many different flavors. I mean, right. it's just so. I mean, you go into a place like, you know, your local liquor store. There's like so many beers. I mean, how do you even? That's why you make your own. You try. Then you know you what's know. in it. It's just you like you know, homegrown. You know all your ingredients, and it's a lot cheaper. Some of those home some of those craft beers i mean you're spending oh yeah twelve dollars a six pack or yeah, four, for four yeah, twenty dollars for a 12 i mean it's ridiculous well rick you've enlightened us here in the man cave i hope i hope i wouldn't give any wrong information but if you had to do it over again tell me like what you would have done different at the beginning how you would have gotten into it you know i don't think i i think i would have done the same get a kit get a kit and start. know somebody that does it yeah if you know somebody that helps you can ask questions right um, make sure you have a big enough brew pot that I learned that the hard way that if you do not have a big enough brew pot, it will boil over and it is a mess. You know, with that sugar or whatever it's in there, it could get real sticky, I guess, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clean many of stovetops off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, here, last question. Can you do it over? Probably not because you can't control the flame as well. But I was thinking like, you know, the wife sends you out to the garage. Can you do it over a propane? Yes. I've got a star thing that oh. you set on yeah oh. yep i usually do it outside uh, oh, except in the winter time i don't all right yeah because i have an electric stove and you know the oh, that's tough heat's on too. and off you know it's not consistent so it takes longer to boil so a gas propane little deal is the mm-hmm. way to go oh yep. that makes that makes sense well that's the story of homebrew rick merchant has been our guest today on eric's man cave thanks for being with us rick oh, thanks for having me it's been a lot of fun your place to laugh play and relax eric's man cave have a good one